Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alamin Rahman Rahim Maliki Yomiddin İyyakana abudu ve iyyakana stayin Ehdena sıratul mustakin Sıratalarina anhamda alayhim Hayrul maddubi alayhim Amin Assalamu alaykum Assalamu alaykum Salam Shalom Namaste uh, This is Naeem Abdurafi and uh, you're listening to listen to the Quran in easy English at Harlem University Radio <clears throat> and uh, if you are this show is being uh, being broadcasted live at uh, blogtalkradio.com on noon uh, uh, noon Eastern <coughs> on Sunday, January 30th. And uh, if you are calling in, uh, then you, you you you would be able to be brought on to the show for comments, questions, or whatever. Um, and and also, uh, you you could, if you're LinkedIn, you'd be able to connect with the show by means of, of chat. And either way, either way, so that would be how you could uh, be involved in, in, in the show. Um, but if you're if you're getting if you're getting this uh, broadcast on demand, then um, you can only um, you can't interact. You can respond in uh, through a, a variety of uh, uh, media, <coughs> and I would suggest that uh, go two places. You could you could go to the Harlem University Radio page at Facebook, Facebook.com Harlem University Radio, or just just search Harlem University Radio. Uh, and uh, there is um, uh, Twitter. The Twitter page uh, will will allow you to. Uh, there's a place where you can you can leave comments, questions, or, or whatever. And and the Twitter is uh, <coughs> excuse me is uh, Radio Harlem One Radio Harlem One. Um, okay, so today I'm going to continue with uh, Surah 34, Chapter 34, Saba or Sheba, um, uh, and um, read the rest of that uh, rest of that surah. Um, we've done about a half of it already, and uh, and, and that was two weeks ago. Uh, a week ago, um, there was a uh, an interruption for uh, for some technical reason, and I, I wasn't aware that I had been interrupted. So um, 
I went on with the with the show, uh, not knowing that I wasn't being uh, broadcasted. So, so this is a this is a rebroadcast. <clears throat> so this is uh, again, this is Surah uh, thirty four, Saba, or Sheba, and um, uh, Saba is the um, refers to the the home of uh, the Queen of Sheba, uh, who um, came to Jerusalem, uh, having been summoned by Prophet Solomon, uh, King Solomon, and uh, uh, she was... um, guided by him away from her misguidance. That is, her people were polytheists who thought they were doing the right thing. Uh, and uh, they, um, they married, and there was a son from that marriage, um, Menelik, uh, who eventually became... <clears throat> Uh, King Menelik, uh, having having uh, established a, uh, a a kingdom under under uh, uh, under the Torah, that is, uh, he established an Israelite kingdom that is on, under the Torah, the, the the book that had been given to Moses. But he established it not in, in, in Saba, you know, the home of his mother, but in Abyssinia, that we now know as Ethiopia. Um, I'm not certain of what happened to Torah when it was taken back to Saba. I can only guess, and, and uh, I won't guess for long. I'll do as much research as, as I can to d- determine that. Um, but something happened. <clears throat> and it, it could be that the Torah was established there um, for some time, but I, don't, I, don't, I think that it wasn't established for a very long. That is, accounting for the, um, the Israeli state, uh, uh, the, the kingdom under the Torah, under King Menelik, being established not uh, in, in, in Abyssinia. Um, so something, uh, something, something happened. And uh, it, uh, one of the things that... Uh, uh, suggests that something happened is that um, sometime between the time of Solomon and and and the Queen of Sheba, which is about 1000 BC, sometime between that time and um, <clears throat> Uh, uh, uh, 
the time of Jesus, so roughly a thousand years, sometime in that period, um, the the Sabaeans, the ancient Sabaeans, were destroyed by a flood, and the the the people in that area um, refer to the ruins of of, of that civilization um, as the as the uh, remnants of the people of the flood. So it's uh, uh, it's. Uh, um, it's an interesting question, and I, I look forward to uh, uh, you know, a, a fascinating uh, journey in, in determining, in order to determine just just what became of the Torah, having been taken to to Sabah. Sabah, excuse me. No, Sabah is uh, is is. Uh, is in um, modern day. That is the the, the, the new Saba is uh, in in in the modern day Yemen, which is in southwest uh, Arabia. <clears throat> and uh, so that that is that was the home of of the queen of. Saba or the Queen of Sheba, the the area that we now know as uh, as as the Yemen or or, or, or Yemen. Um, put that out there. Maybe maybe uh, there will be some people who uh, would like to do some research or have some knowledge about this and uh, can give me some guidance. So before I get to the actual reading. What I want to do is talk a little more about uh, Saba in, in, uh, by way of uh, reading from a chapter in the book, uh, in, in which, it, which is a uh, biography of, uh, of Prophet Muhammad. And I, I read a part of uh, this two weeks ago, and so I'll, I'll just recap the first part <clears throat> and complete the second, and then we'll go on with the reading of the Quran. So this is, uh, in, in this, uh, um, uh, this uh, biography by Martin Lings, um, Muhammad, his life based on the earliest sources. Um, this is chapter seven, and uh, the title of the chapter is the year of the elephant. And this is the year 570 CE. Okay, so we're now talking about roughly 1500 years after the queen uh, uh, became the wife of, of Prophet Solomon. Um, so we're now in the, um, in the common era. 570, the year of the elephant, and uh, in in that year, uh, Abraha, who was the vice regent of the king of Abyssinia, 
which we now, you know, we know now as Ethiopia. What we now know as Yemen um, was under the uh, under the under the rule of the Christian Kingdom of Abyssinia, and uh, <clears throat> Abraha, the vice the, uh, the vice regent, um, built a uh, a marvelous cathedral in um in in well let's let's just refer to the place it, it well it was referred to at this time as as Yemen. He built a marvelous cathedral um uh hoping to uh endear himself to the the negas that is the king of of uh, of, uh, of Abyssinia. Um and uh, uh, and, and, and his idea was that this cathedral would replace the, the Kaaba uh, uh, in, in, in Mecca, the home of Muhammad, would, would, would replace the, well, it wasn't his home at that point. Uh, he was born, Muhammad was born in the year 570. But this is when all of this went on. So, but the, Mecca, uh, the, the, the Kaaba, had always been a, a shrine that attracted people from all over Arabia for pilgrimage. This had been from the time of Ishmael, uh, the son of Abraham. It was Ishmael and Abraham, according to the Quran, who um, <clears throat> laid the foundation of the Kaaba. They built the Kaaba. So, um, um, so it was it was it was it was Abraha's hope that this magnificent cathedral of his uh, it had not been commissioned, it's, <clears throat> you know, by by the king by the Negus of uh, Abyssinia. It, it was it was his idea, uh, and um, <clears throat> so he set out uh, with. Uh, uh, you know, with an army uh, consisting of, you know, the Abyssinians, I suppose, and as well as um, people from the area, sub- subject people, that is, uh, descendants of the ancient Sabaeans. He, he set out with an elephant um, headed for Mecca to destroy the Kaaba. And uh, uh, it was he. So he, he made it clear that uh, it was not his. In, it was not his intention to. Um, he did not come to fight or or anything. Um, he, he wanted that to be clear, and uh, um, he um, he he invited the the leaders or the leader of uh, of of the of, of Mecca to to, um, to consult with him so that he could make his intentions clear. So <clears throat> see. All right. So there had been 
there had been no official chief of Quraysh since the time when their privileges and responsibilities had been divided between the houses of Abdadar and Abdumanak. But most people had their opinion as to which of the chiefs of the clans was in fact, if not by right, the leading man of Mecca. And on this occasion, the messenger, this is a messenger from Abraha, uh, was directed to the house of Abdul Matalib. Abdul Matalib was to become the grandfather of Muhammad, who would be born later that year. This is the year 570. Abdul Matalib, who together with one of his sons, went back with the messenger to the camp. When Abraha saw him, he was so impressed by his appearance that he rose from his royal seat to greet him and then sat beside him on the carpet, uh, telling his interpreter to inquire if he had a favor to ask. <clears throat> Abdul Muttalib replied that the army had taken 200 of his camels and he asked that they should be returned to him. Abraha was somewhat surprised at the request and said that he was disappointed in him, that he should be thinking of his camels rather than his religion, which they had now come to destroy. Abdul Muttalib replied, I am the Lord of the camels, and the, temp and the temple also has a Lord who will defend it. He cannot defend it against me, said Abraha. We shall see, said Abdul Muttalib. But give me my camels. And Abraha gave orders for the camels to be returned. Abdul Muttalib and most of the other Quraysh and, and, and, and uh, Arabians was a polytheist. He believed in God. He believed in Allah. Uh, they, they had not lost that, but they worshipped idols as intermediaries uh, between you know, them and God. So when he says, he says, uh, uh, I am the Lord of the camels, camels, and the temple likewise has a Lord who will defend it, he's referring to God. He's referring to Allah. Um, uh, so, uh, so we shall see, said Abdul, uh, Abdul Muttalib, but give me my camels. And Abraha gave orders for the camels to be returned. <sighs> Abdul Muttalib returned to Quraysh and advised them to withdraw to the hills above the town. Then he went with some of his family and others to the sanctuary. Uh, uh, you know, that is the, uh, the, the mosque and, and, and, and the Kaaba. They stood beside him praying to uh, praying to Allah for his help against Abraha and his army. And he himself took hold of the metal ring in the middle of the Kaaba door and said, O Allah, O God, your slave protects his house. You protect your house. Having thus prayed, he went with the others to join the rest of Quraysh in the hills at points where they could, they could see what took place in the valley below. The next morning, Abraha Made, made ready to march into the town, intending to destroy the Kaaba, and then return to Sana'a. And Sana'a is the uh, present-day 
capital of, of, of Yemen, okay, <clears throat> returned to Sana'a by, uh, by the way they had come. The elephant, richly caparisoned, that is decorated, was led into the, uh, led into the front of the army, which was already drawn up. And when the mighty animal reached his position, his keeper, Unais, turned him the same way as the troops were turned, that is, toward, toward Mecca. But Nufail, the, the uh, reluctant guide, he, he, he, Nufail had been, uh, uh, why, why don't we just say kidnapped, you know, in exchange for his life. Uh, so he was a reluctant guide. Uh, <clears throat> Nufail, but Nufail, the reluctant guide, had marched most of the way in the van of the army with Unais and, and had learned from him some of the words of command which the elephant understood. And while, and while the head of Unais was turned to watch for the signal to advance, Nufail took hold of the great ear and conveyed into it a subdued but intense imperative to kneel. Thereupon, to the surprise and dismay of Abraha and the troops, the elephant slowly and deliberately knelt himself down to the ground. Unais ordered him to rise, but Nefael's word had, cons- had coincided with a command more powerful than that of any man, and the elephant would not move. <clears throat> They did everything they could to bring, uh, uh, to bring him to his feet. They even beat him about the head with iron bars and stuck iron hooks into his belly, but he remained like a rock. Then they tried the stratagem of making the whole army turn about and march a few paces in the direction of the Yemen. He at once rose to his feet, turned around, and followed them. Hopefully, they turned around uh, they, they turned round about again, and he also turned. But no sooner was he facing Mecca than again, then, then again he knelt. <clears throat> this was the clearest of portents of signs, not to move one step further forward. But Abraha was blinded by his personal ambition for the sanctuary he had built and by his determination to destroy its great rival. If they had turned back then, perhaps they would have all escaped disaster. But suddenly it was too late. The western sky grew black, and a strange sound was heard. Its volume increased as a great wave of darkness swept upon them from the direction of the sea. That would be the Red Sea and the air above their heads, as high as they could see, was full of birds. Survivors say they flew with a flight like that of swifts, and each bird had three pebbles the the size of dried peas, one in its beak and one between the claws of each foot. They They swooped to and fro over the ranks, pelting as they swooped, and the pebbles were so hard and launched with such velocity that they pierced even coats of mail, that is, armor. 
Every stone found its mark and killed its man. For as soon as a body was struck, its flesh began to rot. Quickly in some cases, more gradually in others, not everyone was hit, and among those spared were Unais and the elephant, but all were terror-stricken. A few remained in the Hejaz and earned a livelihood by shepherding, in other words, the Hejaz is the, is the, the territory of, of Arabia uh, where Mecca uh, and Medina are located. <clears throat> shepherding and other work. But the main part of the army returned in disorder to Sana'a. Many died by the wayside, and many others, Abraha included, died soon after their return. As to Nufail, he had slipped away from the army while all attention was concentrated on the elephant, and he made his way unscathed to the hills above Mecca. After that day, after, after that day, Quraysh were called uh, by the Arabs, the people of God, and they were held in even greater respect than before because God had answered their prayers and saved the Kaaba from destruction. They are still honored, but rather on account of a second event, no doubt not unconnected with the first, which took place at, this, at, the same, uh, at that same year of the elephant. Okay, I'll go on and read about that event. <clears throat> Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib, was not in Mecca at the time of the miracle of the birds. He had gone for trade to Palestine and Syria with one of the caravans. And on his way, uh, he had lodged with his grandmother's family in Yathrib. Yathrib is uh, the oasis that eventually became Medina, today's Medina. And there he had fallen ill. The caravan went on without him to Mecca. And when it brought the news of his illness, Abdul Muttalib sent Harith, uh, his oldest son, to accompany his brother home as soon as he should be well enough to travel. But Harith arrived at the house of his Yathrib cousins, but when he arrived at the house of his Yathrib cousins, they answered his greetings with commiserations, and he knew at once that his brother was dead. <clears throat> there was great grief in Mecca when Harith returned, Amina's one consolation was the unborn child of her dead husband, and her solace increased as the time of her delivery drew near. She was conscious of a light within her, and one day it shone forth from her so intense and intensely that she could see the castles of Bostra in Syria, and she heard a voice say to her, you carry in your womb the Lord of his people. And when, he, and when he is born, say, I place him beneath the protection of the one from the, from, from the evil of every envier. That would, be, that would be Satan. Place him under the protection of one, the one God, 
from the evil of every envier. And Satan is uh, al-Hasad, the, the, uh, the envious one. Then name him Muhammad. Some weeks later, the child was born. Amina was in the home of her uncle, and she, and she sent word to Abdul Muttalib asking him uh, to come to see his grandson. He took the boy in his arms and carried him to the sanctuary and into the holy house. That is, the holy house is the Kaaba, where he prayed a prayer of thanksgiving to God for this gift. Then he brought him once more to his mother, but on the way he showed him to his own household. He himself was shortly to have another son by Amina's cousin, Hala. At at the moment, his youngest son was the three-year-old Abbas, who now met him at the door of his house. This is your brother. Kiss him, he said, holding out to him the newborn babe. And Abbas kissed him. Okay, that's the end of that chapter, and that is that story. And I will just uh, immediately go into the rest of the uh, of, of Surah 34, chapter 34 of the Quran. So this is uh, Ayah 31, or verse 31. The unbelievers say, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. The unbelievers say, we shall neither believe in this scripture nor in that before it. Could you but see that see when the wrongdoers will be will be made to stand before their Lord, throwing back the word, that is the word of blame on each other, <clears throat> on one another. Those who had been despised will say to the arrogant ones. Had it not been for you, we should certainly have been believers. The arrogant ones will say to those who had been despised, was it we who kept you back from guidance after it reached you? No, rather, it was you who transgressed. Those who had been despised will say to the arrogant ones, no, it was a plot by day and by night. Behold, You ordered us to be ungrateful to God and to attribute equals to him. They will declare repentance when they see the penalty. We shall put yokes on the necks of the unbelievers. It would only be a requital for their deeds. (coughs) Never did we send a warner to a population, but the wealthy ones among them said, we believe not in it, with, uh, in, in that with which you have been sent. They said, we have more in wealth and in sons, and we cannot be punished. Say, God here says to Muhammad, say this, verily my Lord enlarges and restricts the provision uh, to whom he pleases, but most men do not understand. It is not your wealth nor your sons that will bring you nearer to us in degree, but only those who believe and work righteousness. These are the ones for whom 
there is a multiplied reward. A multiplied reward for their deeds. While secure, they dwell in the dwellings on high. Those who strive against them, strive against our signs or our verses. The one word ayah means signs and also means verse, sign and verse. So the verses of the Quran are the ayah of Quran. Those who strive against our signs to frustrate them will be given over into punishment. Say, Verily, my Lord enlarges and restricts the sustenance to such of his servants as he pleases. And nothing do you spend in the least, but he replaces it. What you spend in his cause, good deeds and charity. For he is the best of those who grant sustenance. The sustenance that comes from God is, is, is often comes by way of us doing good deeds or giving charity. Okay. One day he will gather them all together and say to the angels, was it you that these men used to worship? They will say glory to thee. Ours is with you as protector, not with them. No, but they worship the jinn, that is the spirit world, the jinn. Most of them believed in them. So on that day, no power shall they have over each other for profit or harm. And we shall say to the wrongdoers the penalty of the fire to which you were accustomed to deny. When our clear signs are rehearsed to them, they say, this is only a man who, who wishes to hinder you from what your fathers practiced. And they say, this is only a falsehood invented. And the unbelievers say of the truth when it, when it comes to them, this is nothing but evident magic. But we had not given them books which they could study, nor, nor, nor sent messengers to them before you as warmers. That is, the people cite you know, their fathers as those whom they follow. And Allah says, but we have not given them, meaning their fathers, books which they could study, nor sent messengers to them before you, that is, before you, Muhammad, as warners. And their predecessors rejected. These have not received a tenth of what we had granted to those. Yet, when they rejected my messengers, how was my rejection? that is, of them. I do admonish you on one point, that you do stand up before God in pairs or singly and reflect your companion is not possessed. He is no less than a warner to you in face of a terrible penalty. So God, Allah, says to Muhammad, say this in in response to their nonsense. Again, say, no reward do I ask of you. It is in your interest, 
My reward is only due from God, and he is witness to all things. Say, verily, my Lord does cast truth. He that has full knowledge of all that is hidden. Say, truth has arrived, and falsehood neither creates anything new nor restores anything. Say, if I am astray, I only stray to the loss of my own soul. But if I receive guidance, it is because of the inspiration of my Lord to me. It is he who hears all things and is near. If you could but see when they will shake with terror, or quake with terror, it says, but then there will be no escape, and they will be seized from from a position near And they will say, we believe. But how could they receive from a position far off? That is, how is it that they could, how is it that they could, having been so far away from belief, suddenly believe? Seeing that they did did reject faith before, and that they cast um, on the on the unseen from a position far off. So they, they slandered the, the, the notion of, of, of the, the, the unseen and said things like, well, when we die, we turn to dust and that's it. Okay. So they were, they were in a position of, from a position of far off, uh, they, they uh, slandered such ideas as you know, life after death and so forth. And the last verse, and between them and their desires is placed a barrier, as was done in the past with their partisans. For they were indeed in suspicious doubt. And they were indeed in suspicious doubt. Allah, God, is the sincere, he's the sincere speaker, the sincere speaker of truth. So that brings us to the end of uh, Surah 34, uh, Sabbath. And um, so again, if uh, you want to um, respond, um, you can uh, comment, question. Um, th- there is the Twitter page, um, which is... Uh, Radio Harlem One, you know, at Radio Harlem One, the numeral one, not the word one, the numeral one, Radio Harlem One, or you could go to Harlem University Radio uh, at, at, at Facebook and, and leave comments, and um, I, w- I will, uh, whenever appropriate, bring those comments to, to the show and uh, Give my answers, my my my, my responses, on, and if there are questions that, that uh, uh, to which I do not have the answer, then I will uh, seek out uh, uh, now you know someone knowledgeable to to answer the question and 
and uh, try to get that person to come on come on to the show as a as a co-host. So with that, uh, I, I thank you for your uh, for your attendance and and uh, your forbearance. And I, I ask Allah to um, forgive me for any uh, errors I've made and bring to my attention uh, such errors and that he not hold accountable any listener who's, uh, uh, uh, who says something incorrect or does something incorrect, having been misled by my uh, misrepresentation uh, of, of history and, and of, of his words, the Quran. The Quran is the words of Allah, the words of God, every word. So, um, with that, um, have a blessed day and blessed week and a blessed life. And I hope to be able to um, hope to hope to have you in the audience uh, <clears throat> next time. So the live broadcast again is noon uh, uh, on um, on Sunday, noon Eastern, uh, every every Sunday with with the permission of Allah. Um, and, and on on demand at a variety of places, and you'll learn about that if you if you go to the Facebook page. So, uh, with that, uh, shalom aleikum, assalamu alaikum, shalom, salam, so long.